Hello and welcome to the Case Reopen Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me, as always, is that beautiful baby boy, Kyle Bradford. It's me, and I am beautiful. Thank you for asking. And a baby. And a baby. Little baby. It's a me, Sonic. Oh, it's a me. No, we're not not doing the kissing noises. I didn't do that part yet. No, but I don't think anybody finds it funny. We keep doing it. Probably not. I don't know. If only we had other people we could ask. Oh, it's wait. True. We have a guest today, Kyle. The wonderful Colleen. Colleen, welcome to the podcast. You wrote Colleen. into the show. Yay. Our first listener as a guest. We're happy to have you on. Hello. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I obviously went through a very rigorous screening process, so I feel like this is a win. <laughs> Yeah, but you you kept the most important information away from us and that you were, uh, how do I say this, Canadian? Yeah, that's how you say it. Um, So we're probably going to have to re-edit this podcast, cut you totally out, because we had a hard no Canadians allowed rule, but uh, we'll make an exception for you. You seem nice. I thought it was a no girls allowed rule, but that's okay. No, uh, Kyle has a beautiful fiance. Um, I don't. But we've got plenty of surprises this episode because joining us, the third chair back from episode two in the first episode, the boy, Justin, you're back. I am back and I am soju no longer. I abandoned this organization. I'm now in hiding under a different moniker. I would like to call myself the great detective of the north because West Indies were <laughs> taken, sadly, so... Uh, so if we could not tell them, that'd be great. Well, I feel like Colleen has a better, like, I feel like she gets the North cause she's in Canada. You're just in Pennsylvania. Can I be the great detective of the North? <laughs> yeah, maybe you're you know like, what? that works. The Northeast. 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 Of the, of the Appalachia. <laughs> Skim mountains with it. Northeast but, uh, of the Rockies. Yeah. Justin will be on the podcast going forward. Once again, we, you stop smoking too much, dube. That's that's the uh, excuse we gave, Justin. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't deal with his notorious drug problem. Yeah, I wasn't drinking enough for the name to work. Well, that's why you got I... kicked out of the black organization. <laughs> I gotta say, like, out of all the podcasts we've done, Kyle, my favorite moment was just that initial joke by... Justin, because the Soju joke was like really funny because he was like, It's a good joke. Yeah, but none of us knew that was even a liquor, <laughs> so it just fell so flat. Well, also, I didn't know what the black organization yeah. was. So, like, I understood what Soju was. It's a Korean drink. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't know why he's he's talking about Soju right now. I don't get it. Yeah, Is I'm it the because opposite. I'm Korean. I'm the I opposite. Really... I didn't know the liquor, man. It worked. It. It both worked on multiple levels if you knew what was happening, but if you didn't, it failed on like... like yeah. It just... <laughs> and what really doesn't help is in that first episode, like I was so sure they said gin and vodka for the names, but no, they didn't. They didn't say anything like that. So that didn't help either. Conan did you dirty. It did you dirty. It did. Indeed. Yeah, uh, but for anyone who knows the background information, it, it's genius. So. so you've got a fan in Colleen, is what she's saying. <laughs> Don't give him that so benefit. He I was going to say, it. the one person that missed me. <laughs> uh, before we get into the episodes, though, Colleen, I want some background information on you, since I love hearing from our guests. Uh, first off, how did you get into Detective Conan? 
Uh, so I actually got into Case Closed, uh, the dub first. Um, I bought, oh gosh, that was a long time ago, but I bought all the DVDs, got all the movies, and uh, when I went through those, I just stopped watching it. I stupidly thought that um, I just wouldn't like the show if I had to read subtitles, so I just stopped watching it. Damn. And then uh, I just recently got back into it. So I'm at about episode 300 now, and um, yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> Jesus. Beautiful. So you're a fan of Jimmy Kudo and Rachel Moore. Yeah, yeah, I dig them, yeah. All right, so, so you, wanted, you, you requested this episode. You wanted to meet the one, the only, Harley Hartwell... I don't know oh, why right. I remember his really dub hard. name. But oh, I do. It's so bad. Sorry. It's good. His name is Harley Hartwell. Name. Harley Hartwell. <laughs> I fucking know. Is it like a Hardy Boys reference? I don't know. Well, all I, I know is been. that he stole the heart of mine. The heart, oh, oh, man. I was trying. I'm sorry. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, why'd you choose this specific episode? Is that Does Harley hold a special place in your heart? Uh, he does now. Uh, at first, I did not like him at all, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I can explain it later. Well, <laughs> I have a reason for it, but he uh, he grew on me. Yeah, Harley's gonna get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just chose it, or I asked to be on this one was because um, it's a major character being introduced, and I thought it'd be fun to talk to you guys about it. Indeed, and we're we're happy to have you, especially after. The, the many technical issues we had trying to get this episode started. It, this has been a journey already. Blame Kyle, Canada. you can't even talk because you missed most of them. Oh, because you were out oh, was there more? Walking your dog. <laughs> what happened? There was like twenty minutes of technical issues before oh, you before you even came great. on the call. That's great. Oh, that makes me feel so good. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, like it's interesting. Like a lot of people, I feel like have that just because Conan's such a long running series, they'll get into it a bit and they have like a time away from it like i was the same way where i got into it watching the dub and then you know after it ended on adult swim i kind of like let go and then i rechecked in on it and there's still more dubs to check out so i bought some seasons and then after i got all caught up with that i kind of stopped watching the anime and then i was reading the manga for a while and that was just so slow to come out so i started reading like fan translations and that got me down this well, and now I'm doing this podcast for the rest of my life, which mistakes were made. But uh, I have lovely friends I'm doing it with, so Kyle and debatable the artist formerly known as Sergio. <laughs> no, we can't let anybody know about it. Mention it once, and that's it. Yeah, we're we're gonna go over it three episodes tonight. Uh, the first of which is episode forty-seven, which is the sports club murder case. This originally aired on February 10th, 1997. Uh, So this episode begins with Kogoro and his family being invited to a renovated sports club to try it out before it officially opens. And we get a really funny scene of Kogoro exercising. It'd kind of be like a scene you'd see on like, like workout fails, like on Twitter, where he just collapses on the treadmill and he's like, uh, detectives fight with everything from their neck up, uh, you know, referring to his brain and then. Kenan's like, everything from the neck down in your case. Boom. Kenan with some, Got him. With some daggers there. Um, yeah, I, I li- comes to Yoko. Yeah, I like this. Uh, <laughs> man, Horny Kagawa, he really is just a horn dog. <laughs> what do you feel about that, Colleen? Since we do have the rare <laughs> female perspective here, I figured we might as well use it to our advantage. 
What do you think about Kogoro losing his cool every time there's a beautiful woman? Uh, well, it just reminds me that it's so um, not often that we hear that he's actually still married, technically, right? <laughs> so you're just like, oh. Blew my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I guess it just adds to his charm. I don't know. <laughs> like that. May- yeah, nothing says charming. <laughs> Like a woman maybe he was like one of the earliest people to get into like polyamory so like maybe he's just trying to add a plus maybe one he, maybe he's a predator <laughs> <laughs> damn Kyle calling me why, out I'm just saying say, maybe. Why, why do you think that think Kyle do you have experience of doing that yeah do you wow damn I mean I am engaged so I have more experience than everyone yeah you That's how gaslit works. your fiance <laughs> I did. That's right. So I'll find out one day and leave me. So this starts up in a sports club. And I, I gotta ask, since I, li- I like these relatable moments. Uh, Justin, were you in any... Did you do any sports growing up? I feel like everybody's just gonna say Don't that. laugh when you ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Do you think I didn't do any sports there, Tyler? I'd bet no. Uh, did uh, some t-ball uh, oh, okay. when I was like six. Uh, did, did soccer for a couple years, uh, high school was some track, uh, and then karate, uh, after oh. high school and stuff for a while. Yeah, which this I, is a lot more than I would have guessed. <laughs> oh, wow. Which I actually Excuse might Excuse me, it is karate? Into. Sure, Kyle. <laughs> if, if that makes you feel better. What belt were you in karate? I did, was not far. Um... Like white? No, not. I at least went up a couple ranks. I. The problem is, I don't. I know it's different depending on the school too. But like, you had to be white, and then like you got like stripes on the belt first before you can go to the next one. Um. So I was like maybe three or four belts in with like a stripe or something like that. I can't okay. remember what. I can't remember. I what used. The color I used was. to tell women. You know, I'd say, "Hey, I'm a I'm a white belt in 20 different martial arts, baby." Uh, never Is that really what you would out. say to women. Uh, yeah, you would talk to women. I that's how I talk they, to uh, the ladies. I think they uh, salt through your ruse because I think everybody's a white belt. With everything. That's the joke. Out the belt, even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got the I've got the belts back in my uh, bedroom, baby. Uh, oh Can we move on? Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Alright, uh, so I don't have such an illustrious sports career like Ka- or Justin does. I only played basket or no, I didn't even play basketball. Played soccer for a bit. Trying to make yourself seem cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like <laughs> I was a I, I was like a solid like key role player when it came to like gym class basketball though. I was a decent shot. I'll let you know that, Kyle. Proud of you. Yeah, I was too short though. <laughs> I didn't have a, I wasn't, I was knew I was never going to be six foot and just, are you short? I'm five foot 10. So like I'm not tall. Uh, see, I've been looking into this procedure and I don't want to derail the podcast, but, uh, oh my God. <laughs> there's this procedure where they break your legs and then they put like a rod in your leg. So you can get like six inches taller. And my God, could you imagine my life if I was six foot four? Literally all my problems would be solved, Kyle. <laughs> all of them? All of them. This sounds like reverse what happened to Cotton in King of the Hill. <laughs> Basically, it's apparently it's like, like extremely painful because they just 
break your legs and put rods in there. But uh, yeah, would like all of the pressure just be on this like fake rod in your leg? Yeah, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> but uh, the hmm. end result, like I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna save up money for this, and then once I'm awkwardly six four and don't look like proportionately correct. <laughs> that's when my life will start going well just long legs <laughs> I'll, I'll have a lovely girlfriend and i'll stop doing a conan podcast that's just how a you... short guy on stilts is what you would look like <laughs> i was gonna say that's all it's gonna take for tyler to stop doing this podcast gets a girlfriend he's immediately out See that's true he just needs some stability <laughs> that's all. so who inherits the podcast would it be justin or kyle oh, God. Mm. Uh, none of us because we ruin it <laughs> put it in a will it's that's so true We'll play cards for it. We need to talk to a divorce lawyer. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle, did you do any, any sports? Uh, no, I wasn't a sportsman. What about you, Colleen? Uh, I did solitary sports. So, like, swimming, tennis, you know, things where you don't have to play with other people necessarily. Oh, are you a lone wolf? <laughs> a little bit, I guess, <laughs> by that definition. Well, if you ever come down to PA for whatever reason, I don't know why you would. Uh, but I, I'd be down for some tennis. Okay. Or if you're uh, for up north, great detective of the northeast. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was you now. That was- no, you're the northeast. Oh, my God. Um, so we meet the owner of the sports club. Her name's Reiko. And she reveals that she used to be a diver. And she opened this place just so people could be healthy, which is such a nice thing. I like healthy people. Hydrate. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't start with the hydration. <laughs> Get some water. Conan... Eight hours of sleep. Oh no! Drink it's four bottles water. of water a day. Yeah, this is a self-help detective Kevin <laughs> podcast. Uh, Conan and Ron then go downstairs to the pool area, and they meet a name name. They meet a man named Saiju, which is so close to Soju that I really wanted to say Soju. Maybe he's um, actually secretly an organization member. They see him impressively dive into the pool. And they see another diver named Naruse, uh, but uh, Saiju criticizes his form. Then we meet another person who's a swimmer named Kojima, who calms both of them down, noting that reporters are there, so they shouldn't get into a spat. Uh, Ron then reveals that Kojima switched to swimming after he lost his diving spot to Saiju. So, I like, this is our big influx of characters that will only be seen in this case and then never again, which is always the most fun dumps. Uh, we then see Saju attempt to dive, but then he nearly hits his head off the diving board. This was like a kind of dramatic scene where he like sees himself gonna mess up midway through, and then he pushes off with his hands. Uh, it was kind of like a intense scene. I never liked diving, just specifically for this reason. Like it never seemed safe to me. Uh, but you know, we we do have a swimmer here now, so <laughs> tell us about Who's that, me. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your diving skills. Uh, well, belly flops are pretty uh, <laughs> pretty common for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean, diving seems like such a graceful sport, and I would really love to be able to swan dive, but it just never works out. Like in my mind, it does, but I don't think like on the viewers' end, it ends up being that nice. Yeah, I I had Look, a pretty mean really... doggy paddle though, like as far as swimming goes. <laughs> doggy paddle. Yeah. It, it works. It gets you where you need to go. Say, That's yeah, all that matters. As long as it keeps you afloat, right? I drown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it doesn't work for everybody. 
Reiko then. <laughs> Reiko tells uh, him not to overdo it, but Saiju responds by saying that she looks disappointed that he's still alive. She plays it off as a joke, but then we see an evil glare in her eyes. It was at this moment that I was completely certain that she was going to be the killer here. I was so sure. That's how they get you, man. Maybe it's just the woman hater in me. But uh, I was just, I was like, this woman's going to kill this man. Uh, but surprisingly, it was man on man violence, Kyle. Whoa. Man on man. Yeah. Why you gotta... Okay. In those Speedos, too. Makes it hot. Is this your case? A crime of passion. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Conan grabs a drink from a vending machine and ever hears Saiju and Reiko arguing. She calls him a despicable man that is going to run to uh, reporters and then the taxation office with rumors. Uh, she notices that Conan and Ron are nearby, so she tells Saiju to be at her office at 8 p.m. for a party. Saiju says that he's going to practice one more time, and then he drops a photo that Conan picks up. Depicts Naruse with a woman. Scandalous. <gasps> See, all the you don't. A lot of people don't know this, but when you're on the diving squad, you have to make a vow to be voxel for the rest of your life. So you can't have any human contact with men or women. It's very important. So I said solitary sport. Yep. See, solitary <laughs> sport. Uh, Conan suspect. He, Conan finds this photo, and he's like, "Huh." This looks like it's going to be used for blackmail. And so he runs back up to Saiju and he's like, hey, you dropped us, mister. And uh, Saiju thanks him for his important moneymaker. I, th- I thought that was a really weird scene just because like Conan realizes what it's for. And then he's still like, oh, yeah, go and blackmail this dude. Was it just me or did he drop that on purpose? I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he's just a dumb jock. Because like he heard Conan behind the corner, right? Listening to his conversation with What the does lead. he gain from that, though? I don't know what any of this is about. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, he would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for that meddling kid. Yeah, there's like a lot of strange like plot holes. Like, one, why would anybody care that the guy has a girlfriend? Like, he's an athlete. Like, it's not a scandalous thing. It's not like he was like a idol or something. Like, maybe Yoko Kino having a boyfriend would be scandalous but i don't think some maybe sports fandoms in japan are like that maybe yeah you have to focus on the sport (laughs) yeah no one's gonna date my opa (laughs) later that night we see ron tending to her sore father back at the office uh ron tells him to cut back on drinking and smoking so he can better his physical strength conan then starkly replies that she's right as physical strength is all you have I love Damn. Conan's little daggers throughout this episode. He's just dunking Kogoro could Kogoro. fuck him up if he wanted to. I know. Mm-hmm. Kogoro then checks their answering machine for messages. And there is one. Uh, it's from Megari, who asked the family to come down to the sports club as the body of Saju was discovered in the swimming pool. Once they arrive, Megari reveals that he must have died between 8 and 9 p.m. And that the cause of death was drowning. Conan says that the body shows all the signs of drowning as there's froth at the nose and mouth and then blood in his ears. I kind of like when they get a little bit scientific here because it's almost like you're feeling almost like you're learning something like a like a that's, that's kind of like why I liked CIA like, or CSI and like the forensic stuff. You'd pick up a few like science facts along the way. So I like whenever Conan does stuff like that. Megary then asks Conan how he would know all this, and Conan says, uh, I saw it on a detective drama. 
on television. Good so. cover. Detective Conan live action. Yep, that's what he was watching. <laughs> Kegura then asks how he could have uh, how he could have drowned, and Kenan points out that there's blood on the top of his swimming cap, and he likely got hit in the head by something. Megary says that he made a mistake during diving practice and hit his head on the board. So that'd be a rough way to go out. Just hitting your head on a fucking diving board. Ooh. Yeah, not not even on the fall down, going through the water so fast you hit the bottom, but no, just the board. Have you yeah. guys heard of Schlitterbahn? Well, no, what's that? It's like a big water park in Kansas City. And I think it was two years ago now. They had like some record-breaking water slide there, and it was a big deal. And some senator's kid got decapitated on it. <laughs> that rules. Okay, <laughs> that's one reaction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we were all eat the rich, rah rah. So, like, senator, come on, back me up sure. here. Sure, 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 Tyler. You talk mad game on Twitter about being woke, and then you can't cheer on some senator's yeah, kid. Why can't I just enjoy the kid being dead? Why? <laughs> well, I, when you put it like that, it kind of paints me as a monster. But just a little. I assure you, I'm good, actually. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, when asked where the rest of the team was, Riker says <clears throat> that they were all at the party. However, there's a witness to the case, an old man that lives in a nearby apartment. Old man said that he saw him practicing alone, but he didn't see the fatal accident. Kenan then remarks that the earplugs the police removed are different than the ones he had in earlier. Kogoro dismisses this, and then Kenan points out that divers don't tend to wear swim caps, but he's also ignored. Poor Kenan. Just having a rough one. So, so at this point, I think Kogoro, uh, like, starts chasing him around the pool, right? I don't know if you guys noticed, but everyone's wearing, like, house slippers. So, it, I, you know, you're supposed to wear, like, flip-flops at the pool. This is me in my swimming days saying that. But they're the way that they're animated, they look like slippers. <laughs> like, go back and watch it. It's actually really ridiculous. Yeah. Is this like a yeah. when you're in bathrooms in Japan, they have, like, specific bathroom slippers you wear? I didn't know that was a thing. Maybe. I was gonna say it might be. Yeah, like problem. in Asian countries, it like all the bathrooms have a big old like drain in the middle. Oh, th- this reminds snow. me of a story because so when I was in high school gym class, we had like swimming. We had like a swimming semester where everybody had to learn to, like make sure their swimming was on point and shit. And uh, your boy was walking the outside. And then, you know, there's water on there, and I wasn't too careful, and I slipped, and I banged my damn elbow down on the, the flooring there, and I got a bone bruise, which I didn't even know was a thing until then, which isn't like a broken bone, so I couldn't even be cool and, like, have a sling or, like, act like I actually got fucked up. My bone was just sore for a couple months. It was, like, really lame-ass. Like, you can't be cool with a bone bruise, but... Yeah. Could but. you move it and stuff? Yeah, it was like totally fine. It was just always sore. You had some damage. Maybe yeah. the, I feel like maybe the doctor just made that up so he just didn't say that I was a pussy or something. <laughs> He's got a b- bone bruise. Yeah, I'm going to Google it. Is that even a real thing? <laughs> I'm funny wouldn't that be I, if it wasn't. Okay, yeah, okay. So I, bone bruise is a, or contusion is an injury to your bone that is not a fracture. Happens where a bone gets several small cracks. Okay, so it's something. It's something. I'll take it. Yeah, you got hurt. Yeah, you yeah. got hurt. Yeah, I'm cool. We're here for you, Tyler. I've never had any broken bones. Bo- got broken bones, I said. 
I'm uh, I give up. All right, Johnny knocks Time to go home. <laughs> Conan runs off and asks the police if Saju's locker was locked, but they say that the door was opened. He then smells chloroform on a rag and decides that it's a murder case. However, the police are ready to dismiss it as an accident. Conan knows he has to hurry as the murderer is likely a staff member at the sports club. He asks staff if anyone left at the party, but they tell him that it was so crowded that you couldn't tell. So that means Conan has three people with motives, Reiko, Naruse, and Kojima. However, the witnesses' report makes no sense, so Conan goes outside, goes to the like hotel on the other end, and goes to talk to the old man. We find out that he's an artist, uh, and that he's in a wheelchair, and he actually drew a picture of the, the moment of death almost. He says that he paints every night to pass the time and that the accident happened because he was practicing with the lights off. And he says, with the full moon as a background, it looked like a silhouette. Karen then learns that the man didn't see Seiju's face and that his diving was beautiful. From this information, Karen then figures out who the murderer is. Um, so I, I want to get your guys' thoughts here. Who did you think did it? Uh, Kyle, you first. Who did I think did it? Uh, I I assume because this is Conan and Conan likes to have women just kill people that it was they do it was that lady. I was pretty sure of it for the whole thing, especially just because of how she was like, oh, I, I wish you. W-. Well, what was the thing that they said in the beginning? He's like, oh, you wish I would have died or whatever. Yeah, yeah, fuckhead. See, you hate women too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Justin, you're the woman respecter. Who did you think was gonna be the murderer here? Uh, the pool. The pool was the murderer. <laughs> the pool. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I, like I said before we started, I, I like lost interest and like forgot a lot about this episode. Even as you're talking about, it, I'm like, did that happen? I don't even remember. Um, yeah, it is a forgettable episode because even like, though I haven't seen these episodes, um, in quite a while, I usually remember bits and pieces. I remember nothing of this. Yeah, uh, rewatching. So- so uh, like I couldn't even tell you who I thought was the killer. I, yeah, I really couldn't. Colleen, how about you? Who did you think did the deed here? So I yeah I actually remembered this episode because of how far fetched the uh, the actual I guess result was. But had I not known who did it, I probably would have thought it was the lady. Yeah, See, she had a scowl on her face yeah, the entire time. Exactly, <laughs> can't trust a woman with a scowl. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's exactly. how they get you. It's a red herring. The resting bitch face. <laughs> Never trust uh, it. Once Conan returns, he starts running away from Kegaro, and Kegaro starts chasing him, and he gets to the very top of the diving station, which seems kind of dangerous, like these people running on top of this little board. Like, imagine if they fell off. It'd be terrible. Um, and then he knocks him out with his gun, so Kegaro's just dramatically sitting at the top of these diving stations. Uh, and Kegura tells Ron to assemble everyone there as he has solved the case. He says that the murderer made it look like an accident, but they made several mistakes. First is the airplugs, as uh, Seiju was drugged and then put into his swimsuit. The second is that the swimming cap was designed to make it look like the accident happened while, the di- uh, while diving, but rather it was actually a murder by the poolside. The murderer then put Seiju's clothes in his locker, and then he left it. Kegura reveals that the old man was actually used as a witness on purpose, as they know he paints every night. They turned off the light so that their face wouldn't be seen, and he says that the killer was Kojima, who is the swimming guy that used to be on the diving team, 
And he said he was jealous after losing his position. Uh, Kojima asked for evidence, and Kegaro has Megari look at the witness's painting. He tells them to look carefully as an important piece of evidence re- revealed under the moonlight. It winds up being the diver's earring. Uh, Kegaro says that the murder weapon is still inside the building as well, and that the guy painted the reflection from the moonlight off this guy's earring. So, a dramatic That's that's just hilarious. Yeah, Colleen, I think you had some issues with, with this. the logic? <laughs> this stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if the earring would be sh- like all shimmery like that in the moonlight, but hey, what do I know? Um, did you guys ever see that movie, uh, 12 Angry Men? So there's a... Oh, okay. So it's like an old yeah. 50s courtroom I, drama. I've not. But there's not. Um, a part where they're listening to one of the witnesses who's this older lady and she said oh yeah she see, she saw the culprit do it from you know the other side he was in the building next to the one where the crime took place she didn't have her glasses on all these things and it just reminded me of that because here's this older gentleman in a different building far away i don't know how close he was but how could he have possibly seen his earrings shimmering in the moonlight yeah he probably doesn't yeah. have like great yeah. eyesight either because he's so old it would have to be really perfect, like, alignment, too, even if it was, like, the moon hitting it. Why yeah. go through all this trouble to, like, set up a possible way he could have died when you've, like, knocked him out with chloroform, and you could have just, you know, threw him in the water and let him drown? <laughs> and just be like, hey, yeah, he, he must have just sucked at swimming or whatever. Like, what, why do you got to go through the whole thing of, like, you know, knocking him out and then crushing his fucking skull and then, like, going up and pretending to be him and then being outed because you just, your pride won't let you be bad at diving or whatever? I gotta say, I like the name of 12 Angry Men. Maybe we can rename this podcast Three Angry Men going forward. <laughs> Don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Kojima then admits to the murder and says that six months ago he and his girlfriend were in a motorcycle accident she was badly injured and then Saiju threatened to report him to the owner that's why he gave up his position and switched to swimming Kegaro says that his perfect diving skills uh, actually gave him away Kojima said he knew it was a mistake but I just couldn't purposefully dive in bad form my pride won't allow it so dramatic fuck him jocks suck it's always the <laughs> Whenever the stories end with something like that, it's like, this is really weird for, like, that to be the motive all the time. Yeah, like, this guy just loved diving so much. Come on, it's not like a computer program that was your only friend. Let's get at something believable. (laughs) Yeah, that shit's metal. After the ending... Oh, I actually really like how this ends. Uh, after the ending song, Cannon reveals that the cop found a concrete block in an office trash can, and it matched the forehead injury. We, did, we then see Ron calling out to Kogoro, who's still sitting at the top of the diving board. He wakes up, and then he panics once he realizes where he is, and then he faints, and Cannon tries to save him, but they both fall into the pool instead. So we get a, get a little comedy here. I like... And then they drowned. I like a murder mystery, and then a little little slapstick comedy. Uh, so let's get your guys' thoughts on this case as a whole. I think it's definitely on the forgettable end, uh, even for... Because we've had a lot of anime originals that I, I've liked a lot. But uh, I think this is definitely one of the weaker episodes. Uh, none of the characters really stick out. Uh, I thought the killer's reasoning was pretty stupid. And uh, uh, the trick's like interesting, just fooling the guy with the earring. But as Colleen 
beautifully put out. Like it doesn't make much sense. So like, this is definitely on the lower end for me. Uh, what do you think, Justin? Yeah. Like I said earlier, it, I couldn't remember this even when watching it again. I was like, I don't remember this at all. And then watching it, I, I merely went right out of my brain except for the end. Uh, so yeah, not, not one of the greatest originals. Uh, what, what did you think, Colleen? Um, yeah, same. Pretty standard, formulaic. Um, I also missed, you know how in the episodes where you have the three culprits, or like three suspects, I guess, and um, Kogoro, or Conan speaking as Kogoro, will go kind of through each one and uh, kind of give an idea of like, okay, you might be the suspect, and like sort of gets them all nervous. We didn't have any of that interaction. It was just basically Conan knew that these three people had motives, but nobody else did. So I kind of missed that interaction a bit. This was very much like, okay, that's the guy, and the fact that the other people had motives, like we're not even going to speak about that. Yeah, that's yeah. A- very good point. Kyle, what do you think of the swimming episode? Uh, I thought this episode sucked a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, <laughs> I just feel like a, like I'm perfectly comfortable with a case that's pretty uninteresting because I feel like Conan's characterizations are always what drives the show for me. And not only were like the characters that were introduced in this episode not given enough information for us to even like try to guess who might be the possible murderer, uh, but like no one else really did anything. It was just Conan running around and trying to figure it out until he, aha, I figured it out. And then that was about it. We then get the next Conan's hint, which is a very normal thing. It's a needle string and a key holder. You know, there's objects we all remember. And we get a really good gag here where Conan says, oh, my rival appears in the next episode. And then Genta interrupts him, the lovely detective boy himself. And he goes, and his name is Kojima Ginta. And then Cannon's like, no. I loved it. It was so funny. Yeah, I love those little gags. And mm-hmm. just imagine the diplomat murder case, which we're going to cover next. Imagine instead of Harley Hartwell, instead of a Tory, <laughs> it was just Ginta the entire time. <laughs> That'd be like great. Ginta trying to figure out this locked room case. And he's like... Just gets distracted and starts eating inside the <laughs> diplomat. Fuck yeah, house. that's my boy. <laughs> he's so dumb. He's a big boy. Like he's, he's, he's a gonna fat boy. He, no, like even tall stature though. Like when he grows up, he's gonna be like ten feet tall and like one of those big buff muscular guys. Like he, mean, the, he might be one of those guys that like peak early. Like he hits like five foot before everybody else, but then he like weirdly like doesn't ha- like grow much during puberty so he maxes out at like five foot two like, is there something you know about anything. tyler hey man i'm a respectable five foot ten thank you very much and i'm also very i'm also very lonely with uh open dms ladies so please get in touch what if genta just becomes a sumo wrestler though that'd be good i was gonna say nothing oh, yeah. wrong with that I was replaying Yakuza 3 recently, and there's a character that reminded me a lot of Genta, because he's just like a kind of like oafish fat kid, and he wants to be a pro wrestler. So maybe maybe Genta will fall in love with Purosu as well. 
So next up is episode 48, The Diplomat Murder Case Part 1. This originally aired February 17th, 1997. That's a day before my birthday, Kyle. Oh, wow. Happy birthday. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats to me. You did it. This episode starts with Conan calling Ron as Shinichi, but he's got a cold and he's sneezing over the phone. Uh, Ron then quickly says goodbye as they get a visitor at the office and hangs up on him. We then get Conan just a, this was hilarious. Conan's like, when I don't call, she gets all worried. When I do call, she acts all cold. When she opens her mouth, all these complaints fly out. Man, I can't understand women. And he walks out of the uh, phone booth and it's just all women surrounding him as he says that final line. And they're just looking at him like, what? You know, everybody's talking about the Joker movie coming out being like for the incels, but really, it's a detective Conan. No, no, the, no, no, this no, 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 no. Don't say that. That's what we got to be worried about. Yeah, what's going to happen in the future in 2019 episodes if Conan's acting like this now? That's a good point. I'm very, well, we won't find out until like 2029 <laughs> when we make it to that point. Yeah, and yeah, we're way behind. We'll find out one of these days. Uh, Conan returns to a man screaming at Ron and Kegaro, and he's telling them to bring out Shinichi as he knows he's hiding here. After Conan enters the room and sneezes, Ron remarks that both him and Shinichi have a cold, so it must be going around. Ron then tells the man that she talked to Kudo over the phone, and he remarks that, ah, oh, I guess the rumor is true that you're K- Kudo's girl. She, th- she then asks where he heard that, and he reveals it was none other than Sonica. I, I love Sonico just giving Ron's dirt to anybody that asks. Literally, yeah. Sonico will help Ran out in any way possible, even by sending uh, some scandaly pictures of uh, Ran to. Now here's a here's a question: Do we think that like Sonico obviously has the hots for everybody so far, especially that soccer player where his tummy ached and then he just wanted her <laughs> to kiss him? Of course. Oh, um, terrible. Um, do we think that Sonica was attracted to Harley, to Mr. Hartwell? Of Why would she give that information otherwise? I mean, of course. When isn't she? Hmm. Attracted to some male? What do you think, no, no, Colleen? No. Give us the female perspective on Sonica. <laughs> Well, first of all, I would have loved to have seen that scene play out because they're just both so hot-headed. And if uh, Heiji did not already have a love interest, I would totally ship them. I yeah, think so. they would be good together. Damn. That's the pairing I never knew I wanted. <laughs> and we know that Sonico is into the you know darker skin guys. Not Am I spoiling something? No, no, no. Okay. She likes black dudes? They're just oh, ten. Man. I don't think they're black. They're just ten. <laughs> and that's the podcast. I don't nice, know. Uh, talking to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said that in a very judging way, didn't I? Like <laughs> black dudes. Ugh, this this show's oh, real. I'm canceled. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> the man then asks uh, what Ron talked to Shinichi about. She says it was just about a novel he recently read in J League Soccer. He then asks if Kudo asked about her, and she says that Kudo has only ever talked about himself when they talk. Don't you think that's strange, asks Haiji? The fact that he calls you sometimes means that he at least likes you as a friend. Don't you think that most people would want to know how their friends are doing? 
There's only one reason he doesn't ask you. Kuda is watching you from somewhere. So he has this whole theory about how he has cameras set up and he's perving on poor Ron. And uh, Conan's sweating little bullets here. <laughs> and then Kogar asks this man who he is and to reveal himself. And Hattori introduces himself. Uh, he tells them that he's a teenage detective from Kansai. And then we hear... I've, I, you know, before we get in too far into this, I want to get your initial thoughts on Hattori, Kyle, because this is the first time you've seen him. What, what was your first... Uh, you know, seeing this guy storm into the office, uh, interrogating Ron. What'd you think of him? Uh, <clears throat> at first glance, what a hot dude. Love him. <laughs> uh, very rude. Uh, he seemed like the type of guy that would be like a libertarian. Always talking about like centrism <laughs> and stuff. He seems like that t- type of guy from first glance. I honestly straight up hated him. But you thought he was hot. Yeah, at first, but then like he started talking, so it's like, eh. Yeah, it's that sexual Damn. tension. <laughs> sexual tension. Yeah, it's like go. I want to fuck the guy, but I don't want to marry him. You know, there's a big difference there. Okay, so that's good to know. I was yeah. gonna say, spoilers, I guess. He still has a little bit of that attitude, but he gets a lot better. Uh, like later, on. pretty much after this, he gets better. Like he becomes marriage material. A really interesting episode to look back upon because when I think of Haiji, I think of a lot of traits that we don't really see this episode. Yeah, because um, he kind of really just dives into being this like hot-headed, uh, like antagonist figure during this episode. We don't really see too much of him, so I mean, it makes me excited for him to return to see you know the character we all know and love now, but like. I'm really going to be interested in how Kyle feels at the end of this episode. Cause I, I don't think this is the greatest like first impression for him. Like he kind of just comes across no. poorly and I, I was surprised by, it. I was expecting him to be a cooler dude. Yeah. Like the one we know. And it's like I said, it's crazy. Cause like either the next time we see him or like the one after that, after a specific thing happens, that's all I'll say Tyler and uh, Colleen should know exactly what I mean. Um, it's like that point he's the one we all know but for some reason it's even in the manga because i'm reading them again like the same thing happened it was like he's like this and then all of a sudden uh i guess the writer was like yeah we need to get him a little bit more fun because if he's going to be interacting with these characters a lot we need to have some funny banter going but i I also think it's kind of an interesting look at um Kind of if Shinichi was never shrunk and his ego was never checked, like just how brash he would be yeah. if like he, none that's, of this had happened. So that's such kinda... a good, that's such a good thing you said that because that reminds me of how much I hated Shinichi at the beginning of the show. Like he sucked. He's just so full of himself and so cocky, and like everyone likes him. He's looking up girls' skirts <laughs> <laughs> for science. So, do what for science. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not sure. doing it because he enjoys it. It's for biology class. Definitely not. Yeah. I hate Shinichi. <laughs> yeah, Conan, so I love. You can kind of see him. Like, you can see Shinichi and uh, Haiji. They really are kind of mirror images of themselves right. at that first point. And uh, we will see some character development down the line, but we don't really get it here. Um, so Conan sneezes once again, so Haiji gives him some medicine for it. Oh, uh, 
Haiji reveals that the two were always compared to each other, as Shinichi is the East Great Detective while he's the West. And don't forget, Justin is the Northeast while Colleen is the Great Detective of the North. Uh, he came here just to confirm if he was good enough to actually be compared to him. Kind of finishes his medicine and immediately starts tripping around. And it's revealed that Haiji actually gave him a Chinese liquor named uh, Paikaru. And Ron starts scolding him for doing it. I gotta say, Bowler Move does just give this, like, six-year-old a bunch of liquor straight off. Pretty hilarious. <laughs> and then he gets drunk immediately. It's probably a strong liquor, especially when you're six. I was gonna say, anything at that age is gonna freaking probably put you on your ass. Colleen, when did you start drinking, and was it at six? Uh, no, it was at seven, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Obviously. Not as hard for <laughs> so that's a little bit better. Um, but that's I've never better. had Paikaru, or... Yeah, I think that's how you say it, right? Yeah, yeah. Just So here's the here's the magic, because I just totally mispronounced... Um, what's the... Uh, uh, sepia tone. I totally mispronounced that. I, I said sepia multiple times. But the key, when you're doing a podcast, Colleen, you just say it confidently, and even if you're totally wrong... People listening will be like, oh, maybe I've been saying it wrong the entire time. I was so embarrassed because I even clipped that for like our Twitter like video where I was saying sepia wrong the entire time. And then I looked it up and I was like, God damn it, I knew I was saying it wrong the entire time. Embarrassing, right? <laughs> okay. Okay, yes. thanks for the pro Just tip. be confident. See, that's how like men get around so well in life and how we fell upwards. We just, as long as we're confident, confident about something... It doesn't matter if you actually write about it. Doesn't matter what you're saying. No. Uh, we then meet a woman named Kimmy who arrives with a case for them to handle. She says that she wants more. Each- oh, sorry. I want to talk about my first alcohol because I was probably about Conan's age when I first had alcohol. It was like some, it's like some vodka too. So it was just in like my, in like the refrigerator, you know, and I needed water. And I saw this clear white, you know, clear substance. So I was like, oh, this must be water. So I just oh, poured myself a glass of this <laughs> Some fucking poison. vodka. Yeah. And then I was like, <coughs> I'm like, oh, this tastes terrible. Did you grow or shrink? I don't think I finished the glass, but it was good. <laughs> I would just keep imagining. You were like, six? Trying you were six to work through it. I wasn't, I wasn't six. I was probably like slightly older, but I was around that age. So, you didn't grow like or shrink. No, no, I didn't Nothing have any happened. side effects. Sadly. My bones, they're went, melting. This tastes terrible. And then I, see, the, I think the key was I didn't have a cold because if that had come, it just bruised your bones. Yeah. <laughs> so we meet this woman named Kimmy. Um, she says that she wants Maury to check on his her son's girlfriend because she's too perfect. Do you often have that problem, Colleen? All your Boyfriend's mothers are coming to you saying that you're just too perfect. Uh, it happens all the time. Actually happened today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. It's really hard. <laughs> it's hard to be perfect. <laughs> I bet. She then has Kogoro come to her place to meet her husband, who's a diplomat, and discuss the case. Tori says it'll look less suspicious if Kogoro goes with his whole family. So Ron and Conan tag along. Uh, and Tori says that if he's lucky, we might see Shinichi appear. Conan tells... Tells Ron that he's feeling much better and uh, thanks to Hattori's liquor, but he's actually feeling much worse. However, he has to keep an eye on him, so he's going to go to the diplomat's house either way. They arrive at the house and they're greeted by the butler. Then we meet the son, Takayoshi, and his girlfriend, Yukiko. 
He says that he invited his girlfriend because his dad won't meet with her uh, and that he's still in the study right now. Kimmy then scolds the girlfriend for calling her mother and tells her that it's none of her business who she is with. As they go upstairs, they meet the household's lovable grandfather who's just really happy to tell them about some fish he caught. I was like really into the grandfather here. <laughs> like he just seemed like a cold dude who's like, Oh, I caught this fish. I traveled two days to get here. Why won't anybody listen to my stories? So he seems cool. Uh, she tells him to wait in the t- uh, tatami room. So he goes there. Kimmy then knocks on the door of her husband's room, but he doesn't come to it. They assume that it's because of the loud opera music, and she uses a key to unlock it. They find him sleeping at his desk, but the body slumps over when she goes to wake him up. Haji then revealed uh, that he's already dead. And Ron calls the police. Conan then looks at the body and learns that it's still warm. His lips are turning purple. And there's a small red dot at the edge of his hair. Uh, Conan then finds a needle on the ground. And we get this kind of funny moment where him and Hattori both bump heads as they're both leaning under the desk to get at it at the same time. Kind of further showing that they're operating on very similar wavelengths as detectives. And they really are the other's equals to that extent. Uh, Megari then arrives and he asks Kogoro if it's another murder because <laughs> he just knows Kogoro is bad luck. Uh, so I wanted to talk about that because in the last episode, Megari uh, calls them and I thought that was so weird because most of the time he's just annoyed that Kogoro is there. But, uh, so it goes back to, you know, regular Megari being like, oh, it's you again, Kogoro. Why are you here when there's a the murder? Yeah, like- so you're going to get suspicious. Hmm. I mean, I, I think for the last episode, it was because they were at the swimming pool. Um, but, but there definitely are episodes where Kagura is just kind of randomly pulled into stuff. Um, I, I, I think there's a respect for Kagura's, uh detective skills, even if it's not really his. Um, even though, I think it might even been a anime original, so I don't know why, why I'm uh, referencing it. But there was one episode recently that we did where he was telling Kogoro how he's, it was such a shame that he left the police force because they lost a, you know, a really good hand. But uh, he definitely is a burden of bad luck because wherever Kogoro goes, murder is bound to follow him. Yeah, I feel like you should begin to, you know, connect the dots. Even if, like, that's not really happening. I'd start being like, oh, okay, Kogoro. I see you. It's actually, it's Conan's fault. <laughs> also fair. Um, yeah. I, think I feel episode, like no one's asking enough questions about this little boy. I think the episode you were talking about, Tyler, was a real one. Because they bring that up a couple times. A real one. Kogoro was on the okay. police force. And then uh, what's funny is it goes from Megari talking about Kogoro always being around bad luck to a lot of episodes of like Megari looking down at Conan like, really? You're here again? Uh, like when Kogoro's not around, and it's so funny. Yeah, Kenan really is the little angel of death, isn't he? is about to say that the guy uh, might have died due to natural causes, but Kenan and Hattori then point out that it's a murder by poisoning. Haji says that he died via uh, asphyxiation, but, uh, but there's no actual evidence that he was strangled. That means some of his nerves were actually par- paralyzed, uh, and since there's no rigor mortis yet... That means that he was killed within 30 minutes of them entering <coughs> the study. Megari recognizes Hattori and reveals that he's the son of Hattori Haizo, who's the chief of the Osaka Police Department. Ron then remarks that something about Haji reminds her of Shinichi, as Kenan continues to just like cough up a lung over there. It's really sad. 
This poor kid. Somebody needs to get him like some actual medicine that's not just liquor. Yeah, not just alcohol. <laughs> Megary asks who has the keys to the room, and it's revealed that only uh, the wife and her husband has it, and he keeps his in his pants. Megary goes and checks and finds out that his keys are still inside his double pocket. That means this is a locked room murder case. Uh, this kind of becomes a big deal within the show itself, where every once in a while you get a lock room murder case. Um, th- th- did that mean anything to you, Kyle? Because I feel like this might be the first time that we've actually had one. Like, does that, did that stand out as an interesting premise? I was so confused why they kept drawing attention to it. I was like, well, why, why is this important? I don't understand. Like, they kept saying it like it was a category. Because know? the room was locked. I mean, sure. But, like, I didn't expect <laughs> it to be such a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely like a reoccurring thing. And I think a lot of the more clever mysteries kind of fall under it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think like when I see it now as somebody that's watched too much Conan, uh, like I get really excited by the idea of a locked room murder case. So we'll see if that changes with you now. I was just curious how that would hit the first time because they, they do mention it a lot. They're like, oh, locked room murder case. It yeah. sounds like one of those, like if you're playing a tabletop game and like you're pulling cards to see what kind of a case it would be and like... Uh, the locked room murder case would be like the special card. <laughs> like, ooh, we got a locked room one. Ooh. Yeah. Kegger is, <laughs> Kegger is disheartened by this development. And Haji, we get a really good uh, deduction from Haji because he believes that Kegger is not actually solving all the cases that he's in the newspapers for. Instead, Shinichi is doing for it for him. So he's correct in that case. There's this. Uh... There's this one bit that I liked where um, Megre pulls uh, K- Kogoro aside and is like, don't let this young whippersnapper beat you type <laughs> of thing. Yeah, we kind of have like three people in the running. All, like, you know, we have Conan trying to figure it out, Haiji trying to figure it out, and then Kogoro very far behind because he doesn't have Conan's help. <laughs> being man. like, oh man, I, I'm just not, how do I do this? Because it's a really funny reaction when they reveal it's a locked uh, room murder case because Kogoro is like, well, how can I even solve that? The door's locked. How can he be killed? Haiji <laughs> uh, then uh, decides to solve the case before Kudo can. And Conan's also racing to the finish since his ears are starting to ring. And he's just really having a bad afternoon. <laughs> Poor Conan. Megary gets alibis from everyone. The butler is uh, talking to some neighbors from 3.30 to 4. Meanwhile, the son and his girlfriend went up to the study but got no response. They then came downstairs and greeted the mother. Meanwhile, the grandfather arrived at 2 p.m. and was watching television in the living room while waiting. Megary remarks that there's a huge selection of CDs in the room, and the butler says that the master loved classical music. That strikes Conan uh, as odd, because opera music was playing when they actually arrived. Megary then finds a picture and asks who is in it, but the wife says, not the mind since it's from 20 years ago. And I thought this was brilliant. So to demonstrate how sick Conan's becoming, his eyesight goes really blurry. So he's unable to see this picture. So not only did they obscure like a piece of information from the viewers, they did so in a way that like makes sense in the story because we were seeing it from Conan's perspective. Because one of my complaints about some of the mysteries will be they'll leave certain uh, bits of information away from the uh, viewer and just keep it to Conan. So here they keep it from Conan and the viewer and it makes sense uh, the whole way. So I thought making his eyesight blurry from being sick was really a brilliant way 
uh, to do that. So we, we don't know what this picture's of. He then wonders about the books that were stacked uh, near the dip victim when he died. Police then find out that the key holder that the victim had opens up. And there's actually cellophane tape where the needle could be hidden. Kenan then starts to clutch his chest. Uh, and both him and Haiji believe that they have figured out the case. But then Conan passes out before he can do any deduction. Megary tells them to get a doctor for Conan. And then Hattori runs off to check something in the tatami room. He searches the trash and finds something. And he says that he's won this one, kudo. Meanwhile, we see Ron taking care of Conan as she takes him to a room to lie down. And then as he's leaving, Conan notices a bunch of string in Hattori's uh, pocket. Haiji explains that there is one opening to the room, so it's not a true locked door murder, and that's the space underneath the door. The secret is to use the cellophane tape with a thread and a needle, using Megari as a body's double because he's also fat like the uh, uh, diplomat was. Tori says that the killer stabbed the victim with the poison needle, then they stole the key that the victim had. They took out the string and stuck it, stuck the end to it, Without the needle to the tape and the key holder, they passed the needle and string through the victim's pocket, propped him up, and then took both ends of the string under the door. He left the room, locked the door, and then pulled on the string until the key passed under the door, went into the victim's pocket, then he tugged on it, and then it snapped, giving them all the evidence back. So it's a really complicated thing to just say he like used string to put it in his pocket. What do you think of this? explanation here Kyle because it seems it's pretty complex oh man so when I was first watching this uh, I think it's because I was so uh, familiar with how this show normally goes with like just if someone's explaining the thing it's usually Conan and they're usually correct so I, I didn't have any reason to believe that like the show was lying to me or anything right like that this is actually what happened so as I'm sort of watching this I'm like just clutching my head and be like, are are we really fucking doing this right now (laughs) with how complicated it was with the string and like pulling it everywhere. And I was, I was pretty done with the case and I was way more interested in just what's the guy's name? Hattori. Yeah. Yeah, I was way more interested. Like what are they going to do with Hattori and what the hell's happening in Conan? Like that's what was pulling me through this episode. Yeah. um, Colleen, what'd you think of this solution? I think what's really crazy is because we find out this, (laughs) wasn't how it was done but the person that did the murder had to fake this super convoluted thing just as a diversion from the real murder which is like simple comparatively like what do you think of that oh no totally it it's actually nice because you get a like what if scenario like this is what how it could have gone down but it didn't almost like the ending of clue like the movie yeah but um what i liked is like when so heidi comes up with this whole trick of how it was done and Kogoro's like staring at him in astonishment like oh you figured it out already and Megari's just like well that's because you're not doing anything <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought it was like a nice little jab at Kogoro again like what his career would be like without Conan yeah it's a rough career poor guy <laughs> Conan uh yeah, Conan feels like his heart's going to burst, and then we see the doctor arrives. Ron goes downstairs to grab the doctor, and Conan's wondering if he's going to die. We then hear him scream out in pain, as Tori says that Kudo has to arrive soon if he's going to solve the case. And that's how the episode ends. But, and this, I kind of have mixed feelings on this, we get the preview for the next episode, 
And they show that Shinichi Kuda has returned. What? What is this madness? He's back. Why would, why would you spoil that? Kyle, what did you think when you saw Shinichi Kudo in the flesh? Oh man! Back on I've your ne- television screen. I've never been so confused in my life. So <laughs> I guess let me let me work through my logic here for a second. Uh, whenever this was first happening, I remember like uh, what was the line that Hattori said? Is like, oh, uh, I've won this unless Shinichi can come back right now. And then you know they show the clip of Shinichi being back. So in my head, I was like, oh, Hattori knows what's going on. And, like, the liquor he gave Conan was, like, a reverse thing. And, like, oh, this is all going to get wrapped up. This is going to get into, like, some main story shit. And, like, oh, maybe this is just, like, a potion that only lasts for so long. Like, my head kept going into this direction. And I, I'm not saying that I'm disappointed in, in what what eventually happens. It's just, man, what a fucking left left turn the show took out of nowhere <laughs> uh justin what do you think of uh you know them revealing the big twist that shinichi's back on the preview rather than just letting people actually see the scene unfold because we're so close to it yeah i mean it's horrible but also when you think about it it's the anime is mostly for people who've read the manga so like People know that this arc was that, so it wouldn't be a spoiler, really. Uh, and because it's such a big thing, they kind of want you to get back into the next part somehow. Yeah, it's definitely a, a good twist that will make you definitely watch, because you're right. like, oh, oh my god, he's back? That's what I was thinking, too. Like, if I was watching this and not knowing like this was going to be the thing, and I'm like a kid in fucking fourth grade or whatever, just watching every episode, I'd be hyped. I'd be very ready. And yeah, Colleen, how excited were you to see Shinichi return here? Oh, so excited. I mean, he's the heartthrob of the series, isn't he? I, um, thought, it was, I yeah. thought it was Harley. Oh, yeah, he's the... Well, I mean, he's a Gosho boy, so all of them, basically. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought it was Jin, but all right, whatever. Jin. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like when this episode originally aired um, and they played that preview, I imagine people freaked out and they had to wait another week to see what all this was about. Oh, yeah, Colleen, I, I know you said you were only up to like episode 300, but uh, in like 500 more episodes, they introduce another dark skin hottie like Harley. <laughs> okay. And uh, he's like he's like the big heartthrob now in the canon universe. Yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. Everybody loves him. So. <laughs> Just stick with it. And then you'll know who I'm talking about, like 600 episodes okay, It's from not now. the karate guy. I don't want to give any spoilers away. No, no, it's not, not the karate the guy. guy. He's very yeah. earlier on. Yeah, with the bandage. Yeah, we'll, we'll be meeting Makoto yeah. soon enough. Who finally um, gets so to appear get... in a movie. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, we get the <laughs> next Conan's hint for the next episode. It's opera CD and books, Kyle. <laughs> have, Love it. have you figured out the case yet? I'm so done with this episode's case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get a little funny, like, post uh, next kind of enhanced stinger with the voiceover where we hear Shinichi and he says, I'm back after 14 months. It's me, Shinichi. It's me. 14 months. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like a, the Mario thing too, Justin. <laughs> it's a me, Shinichi. <laughs> Where I'm Heiji. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> he really is the warrior to his Mario. That's a good point. <laughs> what if Wario was just like darker skin and he wore his hat backwards? Uh, I don't like this. 
Well, I did think that uh, Heiju was like the Vegeta to Shinichi's Goku. Ooh. So. I like that. Oh, Ooh. man. But he's not shorter. <laughs> he needs to be short. Because as somebody that wants to break his legs so he can become <laughs> six inches taller, I really relate to Vegeta on a real emotional level. I recently watched like the entirety of Dragon Ball Super in a very short span of time. And it just it solidified my love and just pure respect for Vegeta as a as a manlet, really just making making a life for himself. So respect to Vegeta. He's Vegeta a family married, man dude. now. Yeah, Vegeta yeah. goes places. He was There's the first hope. first dude under five foot three to get a hot <laughs> wife ever. It was before the Bagel Boss. What does that say of Krillin? The second guy. <laughs> Well, she. I was about yeah, to say, yeah. <laughs> he really shot out of his leg with a- Android 18, huh? Jeez. There's a hilarious scene, like, later, and um, it's during the very last arc of Super, and they're, like, battling with some aliens, and they find out that Krillin's married to Android 18, and they're... Wait, is it 18 or 17? 18. Okay, I didn't want to make make him married the dude. Okay, and this one alien's like, "What? She's married to him? He doesn't even have a nose." <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, the funniest thing. So, oh. e- even if you've heard anything bad about Dragon Ball Super, I assure you, it is fantastic. I've I've been having a blast watching that. But we're here to talk about Detective Conan, and we're going to talk about episode forty nine, the Diplomat Murder Case Part Two. This originally aired February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety seven. The episode begins with Kogoro and Megari asking who the murderer is, and Haiji says that the trick would have taken five minutes to do. Ron and the doctor then run to Conan's bed, but he's nowhere to be found. Haiji then says that the butler is innocent because of the time frame, and the wife was with them the entire time, so that leaves three people that could have done it, the couple and the grandfather, but the son and the girlfriend were only upstairs for a few minutes. Thus, the only possible person is the grandfather, and he found evidence that he did it in his room as he found that the string was actually a high quality fishing line. And we all know that he loves the fish. The old man confesses to the murder and Kyle probably thought he was done with this case. He was like, thank God we can move on to something else. Uh, <laughs> and he true. says that he killed his son. However, that motherfucker Shinichi comes out of nowhere. 14 months. He's back. And he's like, that's not he's true. Sweaty. He's sweaty. He's <laughs> sweaty. He says, that's not true. He ran, man. He ran really far from wherever he was to just come to help this case. He was in Osaka. Yeah, he was, had to take the train across Tokyo and shit. Man, what a legend. Ron <laughs> then lashes out at him and says that she how worried she's been. And he tells her not to cry. So we get a little, little tender scene between Shinichi and Ron. Uh, Haiji then asks him what's wrong with his deduction, and Shinichi tells Ron that this will all be over soon, so just wait for him. What a smooth talker. Shinichi then says that the trick he described is actually impossible. Megari mentions that they did an experiment, and that he actually created a locked room. Shinichi then asks if the key was really in his pocket, as it was in the victim's inner pocket. However, when he checks his, uh, whenever Megari checks his pocket, the key falls out. Shinichi reveals that it seemed like it had run in because Megari was sitting down at the time. This forced the pocket to fold, and the string ripped out before it could actually go into the pocket itself. Shinichi also mentions that the key was facing inside the pocket, so even if the trick was done a thousand times, it wouldn't land like it was um, 
uh, when they actually found uh, the key in the guy's. Uh, and then he says that the trick was done to frame the old man and that there were six other pockets of string thrown throughout the house. Shinichi's not sure why the old man admitted to the murder, but he's actually innocent. He then says there's remnants of the murderer's real trick, and he mentions the books and the opera music. The opera music was the cover-up if he screamed uh, while, while he was being killed. And the books were to block his face in case it twisted in pain. Haiji asks who the killer was trying to fool, and Shinichi says it was actually him. The murderer did the deed in plain sight, and the killer is actually the wife, Kimmy. So that's a real shocking twist here. I also love how we get this super convoluted like trick done, and then the actual way that um, her husband died was just her walking right up to next to him and pricking him with a poison needle. Fucking baller. Like it's Thank so God, simple. by the way. She got guts. Thank God. Shinichi says that the victim was passed out due to a drug she had given him earlier and that she pricked him with the needle when she went to wake him up. This created the illusion that it was a locked room murder, even though it wasn't. Hitori asked for evidence and he says she took the needle without anyone noticing with her key. Her key holder is identical and it also splits open. He asked her to show her, show her key to everybody and Megari finds a groove for the needle when he opens it up. Shinichi says that the motive lies within the picture that they looked at last episode. The woman in the photograph looks just like Yukiko, and Kimmy reveals that she is her mother. What a twist here. And that she had her with her former husband. God, this gets convoluted. So, her old husband, who she had Yukiko with, was framed for corruption 20 years ago by uh, Sujimura, her current husband. And she says that her first husband then died in prison 15 years ago and that her, uh, that she never knew the truth. She says that she married a monster and she found out about this after she saw a picture of his son's girlfriend. She asked the grandfather about, uh, he, because when he saw the picture of their son's girlfriend, he's like, I can't let uh, my son marry the daughter of that man. Huh? And uh, she says she asked the grandfather about this and he admitted to his part in a uh, uh, putting the crime on him and says that he wasn't the same person as he is now. He felt guilty for his past. So that's why he was willing to take the blame. So I'm, I'm really glad they just explained why the grandfather was admitting to a murder. He didn't do, I thought they did a good job of explaining it and making sense because there's that one episode where the flag got cut at the baseball game. And like, everybody was like, I did it. No, I did it. And that was kind of ridiculous. But I feel like there's a good reason here for everything to happen. I have a better reason. Okay, go for it, Justin. Uh, The Flag episode was an anime original, so didn't have the great writing behind it. And this one was Uh, a manga original. Great writing, (laughs) haha. He's a hack. (laughs) Before leaving, she tells uh, Takayoshi to take care of her daughter. We kind of get an emotional scene there where she's like, I don't know if I'm in a position to request this, but please make sure my daughter's okay. So kind of a sad ending. You find out you like the poor girl, like she finds out that her mother's like still alive and that she just killed somebody for her. like rough situation. Um, Colleen, do you think these, this couple stays together after all this trauma? <laughs> <laughs> Well, after they figure out that they're not like siblings or half siblings, then maybe they have a chance. 
because I felt like the at least the sub didn't uh, explain that clearly for me. Maybe I missed it. So I was just like, wait a minute, are they? Does that mean they're siblings? But uh, the dub actually repeatedly goes into that. They're just like you know stepmother and. You know, they just made it really clear that they're not yeah, they're related. Like, this is not incest, That's right. folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle, what did you think? Uh, did you feel bad for the the murderer here? Because I, I thought this her motive at least made some sense. Yeah, uh, I think the only thing that I was frustrated with was like all of this information comes at the tail end of this episode of this case, and it feels so rushed and pushed through like all at once. It's like all of a sudden it's this explosion of exposition and information yeah but at least she didn't do it for like oh the computer was my friend no that would have been cool <laughs> <laughs> at least she didn't betray her dog oh my god john <laughs> john i'm sorry john justin what do you think about this twist ending that the wife did it so we n- let it be known that out of the two cases we covered today one was a woman killing somebody <laughs> <laughs> um Trying to even remember back when I first watched it, because I I definitely thought the same as uh, Kyle did. I'm like, oh man, Heiji got it. That's cool. It makes sense. It works. And then just Shinichi just putting all holes in it. And it's like, all right, well, I guess didn't see that one coming. Um, but like the motives and stuff was definitely uh, it made sense. Like I guess for what she was going for, but uh, crime yeah, and, does and not Kyle's, pay. Yeah, the, the Kyle's point earlier about it kind of just being convoluted, like, I, I think that's one aspect that works better in the manga. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're confused about how a trick works, you can just reread the paragraph, you know? So you just go up from the page. Because I remember there were definitely cases where I was like, wait, how the hell did he do that? So I'd reread it, and then eventually it would all make sense. With the anime, you know, unless you're stopping and rewinding and stuff, and I feel like most people aren't going to do it. They're just going to, okay, I didn't quite understand that, but let's keep going. With a book, you're actually going to make sure you understand it all. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of works better in the manga complex uh, instead of here. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I feel like trying out the tricks for myself. Okay, I was going to say, do you you just want to be a mass murderer, Colleen? No, I was no, no. Say, if we see them, the... if we see tomorrow on the news that some woman in Canada killed somebody, yeah, using a, a keychain, we'll... <laughs> we'll know who it is. There are a lot of cases in Conan yeah. where, like, the only reason Conan catches them is because of, like one small mistake. To where I've definitely been like, well, what if I did that but didn't make that mistake? <laughs> I'm like, am I good? Well, the other thing is, how do these people come up with this? Like, do they look online for this? And, like, that search history is, like, well, totally being deleted. What's funny is this, like, and this comes up a lot, spoilers for you as well, Kyle. Like, locked room mysteries in all mediums, like, throughout history. Like, the weird thing of locking the door is usually by some method like that in some way, shape, or form, to keep the key in there. Um, Going through the pocket, I think even in later episodes slash chapters, the same thing happens, but they get the key actually in there kind of thing. Um, So, like, you're going to see, like, a string and, like, 
some way getting the key in there uh, via some kind of method like that a lot in uh, the many, many episodes to come when it involves a locked room. Yeah. Wait, so, so is, well, hold on. I have a question. Is the locked room stuff, is that just a big mystery uh, trope? Yeah, yes. basically. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. I didn't even know that. It's, okay. Yeah, it's it's one of the biggest because you can do it so many different ways. Like I said, it's not going to be a string and put through the pocket every time. There's going to be a lot of other ways with just a string that you can have a locked room and keep that key in there. And it's Yeah, I think fantastic. my favorite locked room murder case actually comes from a filler episode. We'll, we'll see once we hit it. But I remember there being one filler episode in particular that had a lock room that was really good so we'll, we'll chat that up yeah it comes i back looked often. it up i think it's episode 184 so we've got a while but uh is that the mask one yes oh i love that one <laughs> i'm with you there colleen knows what's up <laughs> i'm trying to remember i i feel like mine's one of the newer ones it's very very complicated like not as simple as just putting the string in the pocket and pulling it. It's I already like, thought this was complex, so oh, good no. lord, me trying to like write notes for when it gets even more complicated. Think uh, after this. Think the mouse, oh. like mouse trap, like that whole like setup for the ball to go down to where it needs to, and <laughs> think that, but just like a string to lock yeah, a room, like a Rube it's, Goldberg machine. Yeah, like, so I guess they're just like practice making those machines forever, and then they're like, oh, I'm gonna just kill somebody. <laughs> But for the record, Colleen, if you ever want to try out these murders, I'll gladly volunteer. To be the victim? <laughs> do whatever you need. Yeah. Just Jesus, end Tyler. this. Well, uh, after this Kyle, emotional moment. Kyle, we should moment, prepare for uh, <laughs> Tyler's death and the inevitable. We just have to take over the podcast. Yeah, like, you <laughs> can just quit the podcast, Tyler. You don't need to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a Highlander scenario. So Colleen just gets to do it now. Uh, that makes sense. Looks like you need to prepare that will after all. <laughs> <laughs> after this emotional moment, Kudo starts to cough violently. And Haji asks Kudo how Kudo knows so much about the case. And he says that Conan told him about it. Ron, think- I like how Ron was like searching for Conan. And then she just watched this murder get solved and totally forgot about him. Which is <laughs> okay. really funny. Ron then confronts him for never asking about how she's doing on the phone. And then he's like, he's like, hey, don't <laughs> underestimate me. I can tell how you're doing just by hearing your voice. I'm a detective. Ah, he's so cool. I wish I was that cool. Do you think she bought it? 100%. You think so? 100%. She's like, what do you think? Well, I feel like uh, Ran is super intelligent most of the time, unless it's anything to do with Shinichi. She just turns into a high school girl and is like fawning over him but in all other respects he's just like you know the logical and responsible one but when it's shinichi nope she just logic goes out the window too hot hot. (laughs) all hot and bothered and this is kind of like a recurring (laughs) uh debate around the show and i kind of thought about it here in particular because we do see shinichi straight up just lying to ron about like how he got there and all this stuff what do you think about people that say that like he's gaslighting her and that he's being like overly dishonest, even though he, you know, there's good reasons for him not to tell her his identity, but is he going too far by, you know, like playing as Conan and living with her? Like, what's your thoughts on that whole scenario? Cause it is kind of messy. Yeah. I can definitely appreciate uh, the thought behind it. Like he's doing it to protect her. Although he is sort of like 
uh, implying that, oh, I'm so important that the black organization is definitely going to go after my friends and family if they find out it's me. But uh, yeah, it might be a step too far. He's actually living with them. Like he could just live at Agasa's house, but I guess he just like, I mean, I get why he does. It's what makes the show the show. But um, yeah, it's there's just, I guess, pros and cons. <laughs> Yeah, we get a nice little scene here with Haiji. He says that he lost this game from start to finish this time, and he congratulates Kudo. But Shinichi says that there's no winning and losing being a detective, as only one truth prevails. Kudo's heart then starts to pound again, and it's not because of how cool uh, Haiji is. It's because he feels his bones melting. You know something about that, don't you, Tyler? (laughs) My bones are bruised. Yep, that's exactly how I felt. I thought I was going to shrink. Uh, Ron and the doctor catch up with him, and he's terrified if he turns back now since his secret will be revealed. He then runs down the stairs, and then we just find his jacket on the ground, which is like really I funny. I love how he disappears in like a puff of smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hides in a room, and then he transforms back into Conan, um, and he's Ron opens the door after he hears him scream, and she finds Conan in the little bathroom there. Conan says that he borrowed some clothes because he was sweating um, and that uh, Shinichi can't be involved in the case and that he actually left just suddenly. So Ron buys that and then Conan just instantly passed out. And then after the ending song, it's revealed that Conan was asleep for three days afterward, which seems a bit overkill. You don't need that much beauty sleep. You do if you're Shinichi. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, clearly. Haiji returned to Osaka and Shinichi's involvement was kept hidden. He then tries to figure out why he turned back, so he believes it was the alcohol that he drank. So he steals it from Kogoro, and he starts to drink it when Ron catches him. She scolds him for trying to drink alcohol, and tells him to get dressed as his friends are here. It's none other than the detective voice, Kyle. Are you excited? Oh man, I wish this whole episode was just them. Well, that's next episode. We'll get them. They tell him how much they missed Conan, and Genta jokes that he'll catch a cold so he can miss school as well. And Conan's like, oh great, I'm back to normal. He's so true, friend, true friends right there. Conan uh, learns that he has to do a book report. And uh, Ayumi's going to help him with it. And I guess the boys are just tagging along since they all like Ayumi. And then he says this will be the last chance he has to be with them. Since he's going to turn back soon. So he's happy to spend some time with them. So the, your time, Kyle, with the detective boys might be coming to an end here. No, 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 no. No? No, 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 no. Do you think Conan's going to become Shinichi again and then just still hang out with these first graders? He's not going to become Shinichi again. Are you sure? You better fucking not. I hate Shinichi. <laughs> Would you still hate Shinichi, though? Yes. 100%. You hated him when you saw him doing this. He episode. sucks. Why does <laughs> no, he suck? Because he's, he's, so, he's so... No, no, no. Shinichi, like, during this episode, like, fine, whatever. He's just, like, solving the case. That's fine. But... No, Shinichi sucks because he's always just, he's a pompous butthole. <laughs> him being yeah, a kid keeps him like, humble. He gets I'm humble. I'm a pompous butthole and you like me enough. Eh. Do you? Debatable. Uh-oh. I guess we'll find out next week if uh, Kyle decides to leave for a couple months. 14 months. <laughs> <laughs> I got bone bruises. I got to sit at home. I can't be on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Uh, yeah, so... An interesting, they're leading right into the next week's episode, which I like. Uh, we get Next Conan's Hint, hardcover <laughs> books. The book theme is staying strong here. 
And then we get a mysterious voiceover. It says, is the next episode Conan's last case? And then all the detective boys chime in and they say, the detective boys will never die. Hell yeah. I I 100% guarantee that Kyle was chanting along with them. (laughs) <laughs> when it happened you know what let shinichi be an adult again just give me a, a show about the detective voice i would love that spinoff that'd be incredible that'd be great it would be fun um so let me get your thoughts overall on the episode uh colleen what you how'd this hold up for you did you feel like like this was the episode you were excited to talk about see Haiji for the first time uh, revisiting it, uh, how did it hold up on your end? I I definitely think it's a solid episode. Like I said, I was more interested in revisiting why I didn't like Haiji at first, because as we talked about before, he turns into a really great character, but in this first one, he's just a complete jerk. Like, the whole mm. bit about him <laughs> creating this competition with Shinichi, but not actually, like, sending Shinichi a challenge or telling him about it is just sort of like all in Heiji's head. It's sort of like saying, hey, let's figure out who's the fastest, but he's the only one in the race. You know what I mean? So I'm going to run by myself. <laughs> by myself. Like, I'm going to be the best detective, but I'm the only one in this competition. So, Got him, fools. Like, all of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's sort of what annoyed me about him. Um but yeah, like, and I liked, you know, seeing Shinichi again. Uh, I think it was kind of the first time we get the idea like, oh, so it is possible for him to go back to his regular form. Like, I want to explore that a little bit more. So yeah, definitely a solid episode. Um, and there are so many differences with the dub. I don't know if you want to talk about it because you guys are going to go over them, the episode. We, we can chat about them so now. so many differences. So, like, there's a whole conversation uh, in the dub about gin and vodka that Shinichi and uh, Heiji have. And it's to fix a prior mistake, right? You guys know about that? Yeah, because they, they, they let they let the, the woman live in the uh, bombing case, the 100 uh, yeah, yeah. million yen case. Yeah, so, like, Conan technically shouldn't know their names, but in a future episode, he does. So I think this was their way of sort of making sure that Conan finds out about gin and vodka, and it was through Heiji. Yeah, that's crazy that their names still haven't yeah. actually been mentioned in the anime. Like, how yeah. nuts is that? We're talking about the people, right? Yeah, the men and Oh, okay. All right, all right. The two that drugged them. So how does that get brought up um, in the case? Like, does uh, Hattori bring them up? How does he know their names? Well, that's the thing. That's sort of like, how did Heiji even know about their names? And <laughs> he also alludes to the fact that, in the dub at least... Um, so this is ha- this happens when uh, Heiji and Shinichi are talking about like oh how like Heiji lost the fight and Shinichi's like oh there's no winners and losers that it happens during that time. So uh, Heiji also brings up like oh I wouldn't have given you you know alcohol if I knew that you had a weak stomach. So he's already kind of alluding to the fact that he knows something about you know the transformation, even though that doesn't happen until oh. later on. So the dub is really mm-hmm. different, at least this time around. Yeah, these are really interesting connotations that, like, he already knows that Conan uh, has changed. Yeah, that, that's very interesting. Um, and, and no worries about spoiling the, like, dub changes because we won't be doing those in for, like, fucking ten years. So we'll all, we'll all <laughs> completely forget about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking one year Kyle's already watching the dub last last time. I well, yeah, I fucking time. ruined it over here. You ruined it. Well, now we have to do that episode in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll remember when we do it. 
jeez. Uh, um, yeah, I thought this was a really solid episode. Um, uh, so great to have Hygien. Um, we won't see him for a little bit, but uh, he comes back pretty soon. About maybe like ten episodes from now, we'll we'll get to see him again in the. Here, I'll just spoil the the name of the case, Kyle. I'm sure you'll get excited for this. The Holmes Freak Murder Case. The what? The Holmes Freak Murder Case. The Holmes Freak? Like, yes. Like Sherlock Holmes? Like Sherlock Holmes? Like a Sherlock stan? Yeah. All right, all right. It's a whole group of Sherlock fans. Is it like a cult? <laughs> no, they just like Sherlock. Wait, who it's... dies? Who does the killing? Who I'm knows? so confused. Okay. Moriarty. it's colin moriarty (laughs) (laughs) oh geez but yeah we'll we'll see haiji again and we'll get to learn more about his character i thought this was a good i thought this was a good episode to introduce him i think we got to see his strong personality and i am very interested in seeing how they kind of add the other layers to him um so we'll find out that soon um justin what do you think of the episode yeah uh kind of the same as uh feelings as uh, colleen like it's it's weird remembering and seeing heiji act this way when we know or knowing later very soon i think even the next one he kind of goes into his normal character that you see from then on um but overall like super strong to show his character and the dynamic between conan slash shinichi and him um and how there is this quote-unquote rivalry uh with them um that kind of continues on even a little bit further sometimes yeah for sure they definitely like even when they're on friendlier terms there's definitely a fun rivalry between them competing to see who can solve cases uh uh kyle like since this is your first time meeting them like are you excited to keep seeing him or are you kind of like mad on him what, what, what's your thoughts uh, yeah uh you've hyped him up quite a bit to me before you've told me that I mean, he's, he's like one he's of my favorite twitter characters. icon yeah yeah <clears throat> and so uh i don't know what i was really expecting to be honest uh i wasn't as put off by him as i think some of you guys are suggesting that you were when you first watched this uh but i do think like he is sort of a butthole it seems like uh in the same way that shinichi is I did like seeing both Conan and what is his fucking name? I keep forgetting it. Hattori? Hattori. Heiji. Yeah. When it, yeah. Heiji. So seeing those two sort of go head to head on uh, the single case, like that's nice. I always like seeing someone able to uh, confront Conan on a level that's beyond just like, you know, he murdered somebody, and so Conan needs to figure it out. Yeah, it that's gave, a new, like, twist to the show yeah, that we haven't seen. It, it gave the episodes more texture as well, which is always something that I like. Yeah, indeed. Um, So that'll do it for this episode. We appreciate everybody for listening. Um, I want to thank Colleen, of course, for being on the episode. It was a complete pleasure. We're very happy to have you on here. Thanks for Yay. having me. And then... Kyle, the man, the myth, the legend. Where can people find you on the uh, on the internet? Uh, you can find me on my Twitter, which is at Spirit and Soul, S E O U L, just like the city. And then uh, you can find me at Tyler Trees. And then Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, they can also find me on Twitter at the Sigma Omega. And then, of course, our show has an account. It's Case underscore Reopen. You can find links to 
all our stuff. You can find links to the podcast. We've got this thing on every service imaginable. So we got Apple Podcasts, we got Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, and of course the regular RSS feeds. You can put us on whatever you want. We've gone long, so I won't do my, my favorite new thing, which is to say shout out random parts of the geography. <laughs> uh, but shout out to Barcelona, Spain real quick, and shout out to Boston. And can't what a what a Providence of Canada are you in, Colleen? Ontario. Shout out to Woo-hoo. Ontario. So <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the yeah i don't i don't know anything about ontario so I, was, <laughs> I was gonna throw some cool facts out there because i'm a, a knowledgeable guy but i don't have any but uh that'll do it for this episode bye 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 bye